This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome everyone to Tien Tehillim. I am very excited to be teaching Perak Kof Mem Hey because Kof Mem Hey is actually not just a Perak of Tehillim. It's a Perak that we took out of Tehillim and we put it into our daily davening and we say it three times a day. And this Perak is the Tefillah of Ashrei that we say. And it's all about praising Hashem. If we look at the tefillah about Ashrei, it's in the order of the Aleph Beis. Each verse, is the, it starts with the next letter in the Aleph Beis. What does this teach us? This teaches us how important and fundamental it is for us to be thanking and praising Hashem every single day, not just once, but multiple times. It teaches us the importance of living with a praise mindset, of living with a positive mindset, with a mindset of seeing all the good things, all the brachos that we have every single day. So David wrote it in Alf Bey's order to show us that it was so important, it's so important for us to remember the tefillah. And by putting it in Aleph Bey's order, he's showing us, he's reminding us what verse comes next so that we can remember to constantly say it and to constantly have the tefillah at our fingertips. So in Mesechus Brachos, it says, Kal HaOmer Tehillah LeDavid Bechol Yom Shlosh Pa'amim Muftach Lo Shehu Ben Olam Haba. So this this tefillah actually in the Tehillim start doesn't start with the word Asher Yoshevi with the words Asher Yoshevi Secha. It starts with Tehillah LeDavid. So it says in Mesechus Brachos that someone who says Tehillah LeDavid, who says this parak Bechol Yom Shlosh Pa'amim three times every day, is promised to be a Ben Olam Haba. So of course it's not just about saying and mouthing the words, they have to actually feel into the words, concentrate on the words, and live their lives accordingly in order to be a better Olam Haba, as, as it says in this, um, in this quote. So what is it about saying this tefillah three times a day that makes it so chashev? So the significance of saying Ashrei three times a day, and like we say in Modim, Erev, Avokev, Etzarayim, the significance is that it's symbolizing the the era of the Voker and the Tsarayim. What do I mean? The morning symbolizes the time in our life where we're going uphill. Everything is looking good, looking bright. Things are improving. The nighttime is when things are going downhill. And the afternoon symbolizes the time in our life when the sun is shining bright, when we're feeling that everything we touch is successful. And we're just having that like on top of the world feeling. So what it's saying here is if you say it three times a day, if you praise Hashem during the morning when things are looking up, during the evening when things are looking down, and also when things are so amazing, if you're able to sincerely praise Hashem during all these different times in your life, then it shows that you tr- that you have a real connection. It shows that you have a true connection with Hashem, and not just that you're coming to Him when you need something, or you're thank you're asking him, or you're thanking Him when something goes well. No, even when things are going well, or even when you don't need anything, or even when you know things didn't go the way the way you know you wanted them to go, that you still have that special connection, and that's what's so special about saying, praising Hashem three times a day, and that's why we become a Ben Olam Haba, because when we have that real loving relationship with Hashem, that puts us on the next level. So since Ashrei is all about praise and thanks, 
And we see that from the fact that it's an Aleph based order, and from the fact that we have to say it three times a day, that praise and thanks has to be a constant theme of our life. Therefore, the life skills that we're going to learn today are going to be all about infusing our lives with gratitude to put us into a different emotional default state and also to catapult us into realities that will mirror the state of gratitude and joy that are inside of us. So let's look inside at the Psukim and these, I hope that we could all gain a greater appreciation for Ashrei since we say it so much. Parakuf Memhei Pasuk Aleph. Tehillah Ledavid. So we start with the words Tehillah Ledavid, a song of praise of David. So when we say this in our davening, obviously we don't start off with these words. These words are replaced by other psukim in Tehillim, Asher Yoshvei Veisecha and Asher Am Shakachalo. Those are two other psukim in different parts of Tehillim that are put here instead as an introduction because they really sum up the idea of the praise of this parak. Pasuk Beis, V'chol Yom Avarcheka, every day I will bless you. These words are really the words that I'm going to zone in on. The words Bechol Yom Avarcheka are here to teach us that every day, every morning, all over again, man has to strive to discern and appreciate the new blessings that are bestowed on him all over again every single day. So it's not enough to just feel grateful for what we have as a one-time thing. It has to be three times a day. Mamish, like in our life, and, and David Amalek also says we have to say mea brachos every day, a hundred brachos. What does it mean, a hundred brachos every day? It's the point that we have to understand this new mindset that we're supposed to be having and constantly striving to have of, of appreciating every single little thing, a hundred times a day. That's a lot of brachos, right? It's because it's supposed to show us how important it is to be constantly grateful. So I just want to give you an example of, I have, I don't have a lot of WhatsApp chats, I try to minimize, uh, as it is, we're all addicted to our phones, but I do have one chat that I, keep, I make sure to keep on my phone, it's very special to me, and basically it's a group of like-minded women who are all striving to grow and improve our lives, and everybody posts beautiful things, personal things, real things, they post about their, you know, in the morning we do it. We post about our appreciation for what we, for the things that we have. We post about how we want our day to go and the trust that we have that our day is going to go the way we want it. And we use a lot of the tools and the skills that we're learning. We're all in the same coaching group and we're, we, we use those skills to really give each other a boost. And especially during this time of Corona, we, we really like held each other up and we were on such a high from this from this chat and from all the sharing that we were doing. So I just want to give you one example of something that someone posted one time that really stuck out at me. Most of the time people post gratitude about their children, about things that you would expect. But one day one of the people, one of the women on this group came on and she said she posted literally like two or three long paragraphs about the appreciation that she has for the items in her refrigerator. I kid you not. And she, I was like wide-eyed, like this just opened up my eyes. And she was talking about the, how thank you, Hashem, for the crunchy Kirby's and the sweet cherries and the cream cheese that make, make lunches easy for my children and the almond milk that I put into my coffee. Like, I'm just giving you some random examples. I don't know if it was exactly these things, but... And she's like, and, and the healthy spinach leaves, even the, the spinach leaves. You really have to be a mature adult to feel grateful for the spinach leaves. And she was just going on and on. And this just had a very big impression on me, a very big impact on me. And 
you know, as a result of this, by the way, um, all of us on the chat, a lot of us, you know, during the, when the kids were home from school, we put a big oak tag on our fridge door and we wrote on it, thank you Hashem, and we had markers there and the kids were writing all the different things that they were thanking Hashem for on that, on that oak tag and it really brought the whole vibe in the house up during that whole time. So, so grateful for this chat, and I wanted to give you, because that's a perfect example of Bechol Yom Avrachecha. Every day, find new things to thank Him for. Pasuk Gimel. Gadol Hashem emulam ma'od v'lugdulaso in cheker. His greatness, He's so great, and His greatness cannot be fathomed. So whatever we see of Hashem's greatness in this world is really only an infinitely small part of His true greatness. What we see does not nearly tell the whole story, and his true greatness is really incomprehensible to human thought, and it extends far beyond the limit, the limited sphere that we're able to comprehend. Dar ledar yishabach ma'asecha. One generation shall praise your works to another. So the Malbim here notes the difference between the word yishabach shevach, which means praise, and the word tehillah, that's often used to talk about praise. And he says the word tehillah is talking about an ordinary type of praise, but shevach is an intense praise that continues to increase and increase and increase. So here the word shevach is appropriate because he's saying that dar ladar, in every generation, as the generations progress, in each successive dar, Hashem reveals wonders of nature that were previously concealed from men. So as our awareness of all of his wonders increase, right, our awareness of the new scientific um, you know, the scientific breakthroughs and the technological advances and the psychological awareness that we're having more of and all these different ways that we're evolving materialistically, spiritually, as we become aware of these increasing wonders, so does our praise grow. So each generation is Yeshabach, gives greater and greater praise over to the next dar to pass on to the next dar. Pasakei. Hadar kevot hodecha asicha. So sicha, asicha, means your wondrous acts will I will recite, I will talk about. This, the, the word sicha denotes mundane small talk, where people are talking without any special thought or preparation. It's not like a, an arranged speech. So here David is committing to make the act, the hadar kevod hodecha, the glorious majesty of your splendor, he's committing to make that a topic of conversation that just, he, that he's growing accustomed to speaking about. That's just flowing out of his mouth impulsively almost. So a friend of mine who lives in uh, somewhere out of town, I'm not going to say what community exactly, she said like in her neighborhood it's cool to talk about maids and wigs. That's the cool new thing to talk about where she lives. And, you know, she said it's, it's such a shame that why can't we make the topic of conversation the hashkacha pratis that we see in our life? How much more... You know, how much more amazing would our lives be if we could focus on that instead? So, make the hadar kevod hodacha, make the glory and the majesty and the splendor a regular part of your conversation. Pasuk test, we're going to skip around, it's a very long parak. Tov Hashem lakol. Hashem is good to all. So, the Ibn Ezra and the Malbim here are showing us the difference between Hashem and a mortal king. And the Ibn Ezra says that a mortal king restricts his goodness and his favors to only a select few intimate advisors or the people, you know, the people that are very special to him. He can't do good for everybody. It's not going to work that way. It's not 
not everyone's going to be able to get all the great things from the king. But Tov Hashem Lakol, Hashem is capable of bestowing his, you know, all the good upon every one of his creatures. The Malbim says here that when a mortal king is challenged by a rebel, he automatically seeks to take revenge. But Tov Hashem Lakol means that when somebody does Averos or they're doing the wrong thing to Hashem, really Hashem just seeks, you know, his, is just seeking his welfare. He doesn't want to punish him out of revenge. He wants to help him to get to a place of repentance to inspire him to mend his ways. Pasuk Yud. Yoducha Hashem kol ma'asecha, all your works shall praise you. So the Chovos Halavavos, you know, so first of all, what does this mean, all your works shall praise you? Why doesn't it say that all your, the people should praise you? What does it mean, everything you created? This means the nature, this means the minerals, this means plants, this means everything that we see praises Hashem. What does this mean? So the Chovos Halavavos has a, a chapter called, uh, a whole part of it is called Shar HaBechina, the gate of examination. And the whole theme of this part, of this Shar HaBechina, is talking about our Chiyav that we have to analyze and study the creation and everything that Hashem created. Because everything that He created is, and He says, Yoducha Hashem Kol Masacha. Everything that He created, just by being in existence, just by being created in such a brilliant fashion, just by being able to be sustained in the world with food or whatever it needs to be here still, is, is, is so telling and it really shows us, it's a testament to the existence of Hashem's kindness and love towards us. Pasuk Yodalit. So may Hashem means that he makes all those who are bent stand straight. So what does this mean? It means that even in difficult situations, when a person is going through a lot and they're de- dealing with very difficult challenges, Hashem gives them a special a, a koach, a special added ability to be able to dust himself off, to hold up his head high. And to feel the, the self-esteem and the dignity that a person should feel even through whatever difficulty or poverty he's going through. That's okay for Chalak Fufin, that we have that special koach to be able to hold our head up high even in a difficult situation. But what about those people who seem to not be able to catch their breath, who seem to not be able to, to hold their head up high, and they seem crushed by their circumstances and, and just stays that way? What about those people? So for, their, for that, we look at the al on Pasuk Tesvav, the eyes of all look to you expectantly. The al says that if somebody can't seem to pick themselves up from whatever they're going through, it's because it's because he never truly did he never looked at Hashem with confidence and trust, expecting the help, which is what we talk about all the time. So that's the reason why he was not able to be the... the the bent-over person who was picked up. Pasuk tes zayin. Poseach as yadecha umaspia lechol chayratzon. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every little thing. So this verse is actually so essential that the Shulchan Aruch says that if we say this verse without concentration, we have to repeat it over again. Why? Why specifically this verse? Why is this so important to be said with concentration? So if you look at this verse, 
you could see a special intimacy. It really sh- it depicts a special intimacy between us. Our, it shows the intimacy of our relationship with Hashem. Intimacy means into me see. That when somebody could see into my heart, into me, into my mind, into who I am, that's intimacy. So here we're saying that Hashem doesn't just give people who are davening to Him, who are asking for things outwardly. It says, Hashem gives people what they're desiring in their hearts. Like we said in, uh, in Parakhaf, we said, Hashem gives you according to what's in your heart. So this is showing that, like we spoke about this at length in Parakhaf, and we said that Hashem actually looks into our heart and says, hmm, what's in there? What does this person want? So maybe the reason that we have to say this Pasuk with so much concentration is because it's showing us that we need to we need to recognize and concentrate on the fact that we have to pay attention to what's in our heart. You have to remind yourself, wait a second, if I'm asking for a better job, let's say, but in my heart, I don't really feel like I'm worthy of one, or I don't think it could actually happen for me, then I'm not going to get it. This, this, pasuk has to be, this pasuk has to be said with concentration to remind me to pay attention about what my ratzon is so that I can deliberately create a ratzon that I want to create, that I want to come true, and make sure to pay attention to that and not just pay attention to the things that come out of my mouth. So we're reminding ourselves about the intimate relationship we have with Hashem and about the fact that He knows what's inside of us and He's going to take that into consideration and we have to make sure that our desires are in the right place, are, are where we want them to be, and sometimes it takes work to get there, but it's doable. Pasuk Hashem Masav. Hashem is righteous in all His ways and faithful in all His works. So very often we want to know, why does one person seem to have it easy, the other person has it difficult? Why is any of this fair? So here we're being reminded, Hashem is a chassid. What's a chassid? A chassid is someone who's devoted to others and motivated solely by a desire to do good for others, solely by a desire to do chassid and not at all for themselves. So because Hashem is a chassid b'chal masav, therefore we know that even when things don't seem fair, really it's righteous. Really tzadik Hashem b'chal durachav, because even if it looks like it's not good, it's really with the intention of benefiting us, so it must be good. Pasuk yurches, karov Hashem b'chal karov, b'chal asher emes. Hashem is near to all who call Him, to all who call Him with sincerity. The word Yikru'uhu here is actually future tense. It, it means those who will continue to call Him. So what does this mean that Hashem is close to the people that will continue to call Him? So it means that the person who only calls Hashem when he needs something, or only thanks Him when something goes well, but the other times he's not interested, that's not be'emes. That's not an emistic relationship with Hashem. The person who has that emistic relationship is going to yikru'uhu. He's going to continue to call Hashem, to call out to Him. Even when things didn't seem like they went their way, even when it seems like they weren't responded to, or they don't see you know, the fruits of what, you know, the they don't see anything coming out of what they asked for. Yikru'u, they will continue to call. Whether or not he gets anything, he, he the, the relationship is MS, and it's, it lasts no matter what. Rutzon yireav yaseh. He fulfills the wishes of those who fear him. So this literally means he makes the desire, yaseh, he makes the rutzon of yireav. He makes the desire of the people who fear him. In other words, 
we said that desire is so important because Hashem looks into us and He's and He, you know, He gives every human being what they want. So here it's saying for the Yireyav, for the people who fear Hashem, they will actually be helped by Hashem because Hashem will create their desires for them, will make their desires to be the right desire for them, will make it that when Hashem looks into their heart and sees what's there, it's the right thing, it's the thing that's best for that person. So basically Hashem is going to lead him out of, like we said, this person who wants the better job, but they're not trusting that they can have it. Hashem is going to lead him at, somehow lead him out of the mistrust and help him access the desire for himself. Maybe he'll see somebody else who has the ideal job that he wants and he'll have that spark of inspiration and he'll, 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 he'll then want that, right? Hashem is going to put in his path the right desire so that he can go towards the way of, that he wants to go in. Pasuk Chaf. Shomer Hashem as Kal Ohavav. Hashem watches over all who love him. Ohavav here are the people who keep the Torah and mitzvot not because they're afraid of punishment, not because they want schar, but because they are Ohavav. Because they have, they adore Hashem, they love him, and those are the people that have a special protection. So how do we become Ohavav? How do we become the people who are doing things for the right reasons, who are doing mitzvot out of sincere love? And again, I, we spoke about, um, was this two classes ago or last class, we spoke about the concept of Baton and Duncan, right? Like I said, my grandmother always used to say, Baton and Duncan. You have to ask for what you want, and Duncan, you have to think for what you get. And that, that Baton and Duncan, asking and thinking, ask that, the act of asking for what we want, noticing it coming into our life, and being so grateful for it, that is how we become Ohavav. That's how we develop a deep relationship that's real and loving because when you see and notice that someone's giving to you, that somebody's being compassionate to you, then automatically you're loving them. Automatically it's sparking within you a love and a desire to give back. Okay, so saying this parak three times a day is, it's not for Hashem. It's not something that we need to do for Him because He needs it. Tefillah is for us. It's supposed to affect us. The purpose, the goal of saying Ashrei three times a day is for us to become grateful people and to be had to learn by saying it over and over. We start to believe it and it affects us as people and it makes us more grateful and it enables us to be happy with our lot in life no matter what's going on. So aside from gratitude, gratitude is what I want to focus on today. Aside from gratitude being a nice midah to practice, Gratitude is also the greatest, most effective tool that we have to get us into happy, good-feeling states. To the extent that you feel grateful, that will determine how happy you will be. So I want to give you two ideas on how to incorporate gratitude into your life. There are so many ideas out there and I encourage you to pick the ones that work for you. I'm gonna share what, I, you know, what I'm recently encountering and what I've been trying and you could pick any of the beautiful ideas out there for yourself. So the first thing I wanted to say was that one of our very special TN Tehillim followers that I recently have been getting to know very, very well, I. I, I'm getting to know her and I see, you know, she, she's been through a lot. She's actually been divorced two times and she has a child that she's raising on her own and she has a, 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 tough, a tough lot to deal with. But 
despite all this, and not despite, because of all of this, she is the most extraordinary human being I have ever met. Literally one of the most extraordinary people I have met. And she's on the way to changing the world. She's not being, she's not walking around with her head down. She is marching on, productive, happy, feeling great, attracting amazing things into her life. So I asked her, like, how, right? How, how, how did you get to this place of, of being so happy and productive? And she said, one of the things she shared with me is her morning routine. And I want to share it with all of you because I hope that it could do the same thing for all of us as it did for her. So she said that before she opens her eyes every morning, and she's always reading self-help books and learning and taking courses, and, and she speaks and she gives Zoom classes and she's, she coaches and she's very, very, very busy with her self-growth. And one of the ideas that she read in one of the books that she was reading or, or one of the speeches that she heard, she took this idea into her life. And what she does is, before she opens up her eyes in the morning, even before she opens up her eyes to say Moda'ani, she thinks automatically, right away, she thinks of three things that she's grateful for. And she really like focuses on those three things just for a couple of seconds. And then she opens up her eyes and she says Moda'ani with a real, like with, with that open heart, with, with really feeling the words of Moda'ani because she connected to those specifics that she was grateful for them, that she's grateful for that morning. And she started doing this, she did this a year ago. And she told me the most amazing thing happened that recently she's finding that she's doing this exercise, but it's requiring absolutely no effort anymore. She wakes up without even like consciously asking herself, what do I need to be thankful for? It just flows into her mind easily. She's being helped. She's being assisted. Gratitude is becoming her default state. And she says she just wakes up every morning with this open-hearted, expanded, loving, happy feeling, which then carries into the rest of her day. So, unbelievable, and I hope we could all try this. Now, of course, the more you meditate on each one of those things that you're thanking Hashem for, the more you focus on what about this makes me thankful, what about this helps me, how does this benefit me, how do, what are the feelings that come up in me when I'm thinking about this thing, and let all those feelings well up and spread throughout your entire body. The more you're going to devote time to that, obviously it's going to work even more. So you have to, um, you know, you could zone in on each one, but let's start out with something, let's just start out even with just thinking of those three things. Okay, and the second thing that I want to say, and this is something that I have done and I really have seen amazing results from, if you're feeling down, if you're in that down state, and even the happiest of us get into those states, so the goal, of course, in life is that we want to try to be more and more in happier states and, and spend more a greater percentage of our life in better feeling states because that's going to enable us to be the best people we could be and that's going to attract all the good stuff into our life. So when you're in a down mood, now listen, you could choose to stay down. Sometimes a person will come tell me, you know, what they're going through and they'll say, yeah, I just want to like be happy and I just want to move on. And, and like, I'll just say, like, wait a second, right? Like the first step is to validate your feelings and to take care of yourself and to be compassionate towards yourself and to feel those feelings and to allow it and not resist it or push it away. But once you are ready to step out of that, I can help you with that. I have the tools to help you and, and you know... 
we could definitely get there. So if you're in a down state and you feel like you want to get out of it and you want to get to a happier place, what you would do is you could force yourself and you're going to need to force yourself because when you're feeling down, you're not, you don't have access to the feelings of gratitude. Gratitude is like a margin from outer space when you're in a down state. It's the last thing you want to think about. But if you really want to get to a happier place, you can force yourself to write down 50 things that you're thankful for. Or more. Just keep going. Once you're in a flow, you'll see it'll just all come out and it'll just become easier and easier to do as you're going as you're going down the list. Because with every passing thing that you're focusing on in your life that's bringing you gratitude, you'll get to a higher and higher place with your mood. So it'll just it will start to flow and it will become easier. And if you really want to even see the 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 power in this gratitude exercise, I would tell you that before you start, rate yourself from one to 10, how sad am I? 10 is the saddest. Or how difficult is my emotional state? How low is it? 10 is the worst. And then when you're done with this exercise, rate yourself again and see where you are and see where you are then. And I guarantee you, it's going to be very difficult to keep those numbers high when you're focusing on the good because remember, mood is dictated by our focus. Not by the events of our life, but by what we choose to focus on. So it's really not possible to write down a hundred things you're grateful for and to stay in that intensity of that negative mood that you were in. Okay, so let's just review the two ideas that I gave in this class for gratitude is number one, before you even like open your eyes in the morning, start off your day with those three things that you're grateful for, and then say Modaani with that renewed sense of, of, of gratitude in your heart. And the second thing is that when you're in a down mood, try to rate yourself, see where you are on the down scale, do the exercise of writing as many things that you're grateful for as possible, and then rate yourself again and see how your mood improves. Okay, so join me. Please, all of you, I encourage you to join me in incorporating any daily gratitude practices of your choice into your daily life and experience the joy of it and see your life turning around for the better. And of course, we should hopefully all have a greater sense of meaning and a greater understanding into the beautiful words of the, of the tefillah of Ashrei that we say every day. Thank you for listening.